As of April 2017, only 9% of work sites offered paid paternity leave of any type to all male employees. Further, 76% of those men were back to work a week later. Now I'm going to say that again to let it sink in. Only 9% of work sites offered paid paternity leave of any type to all male employees, and 76% of those men were back at work a week later. This surprised me. So few men are being incentivized to be at home with their new babies. If there is one thing you take away from this episode, it is that dads need to be at home with their new babies. So take leave if it is offered to you. Dads, you need to be at home with your family if you can. Your wife needs you, your new baby needs you, your other children need you, and your home needs you. And aside from the logical reasons to take leave, like how much your baby's mama needs you to be at home because she just gave birth, I'll also run through some reasons that aren't so obvious. To kick things off, imagine you just got hit by a car. The ambulance shows up, stitches you up a little bit, gives you some Tylenol, a water bottle, some diapers, a screaming baby, and sends you home. Oh, but before you can go home, they're going to make sure you secure that new baby in your own car before you drive off. In a nutshell, this is what most moms feel like. Come on, dads, be honest. You were probably and hopefully there, and you know what I'm talking about. That baby comes out of there in all sorts of dramatic glory. And while us men will never fully understand what the mamas mean when they say, quote-unquote, ring of fire, we get an idea if we pay any attention to the pelvic region during birth. The point is, birth is traumatic. And I don't know who decided it'd be a worthwhile goal to promulgate the idea that suggests that moms are fully capable a week later to take care of their thrashed pelvic floor, a new baby, themselves, and anything else that might have been under their purview. In my opinion, for at least a few weeks, these new mamas need four things. One, food. Two, sleep. Three, a breast pump for mamas that breastfeed. And four, permission to feel however the heck they want to feel with all the support in the world. Now, I'm obviously joking around a little bit here, but honestly, the last thing they need is for some warped worldview that we expect them to go bounding out of the hospital in pre-pregnancy clothes off to spin class as if their body wasn't just ripped apart from the inside. By some estimates, 35% of moms develop post-pregnancy incontinence. That same percentage develops some type of prolapse. And if you don't know what prolapse is, I would suggest you look it up. And 20% develop severe pelvic floor muscle damage. Aside from the physical difficulties, it is estimated that at least 50% of new moms develop baby blues, 15% will develop postpartum depression, and 1 in 1,000 will develop postpartum psychosis. The point is, Most moms feel physically, emotionally, and mentally defeated immediately after giving birth. It is okay for them to need help. And it is okay for them to not be okay. It is okay that they aren't jumping up and going to spin class or yoga. It's okay that they might not clean up. And it's okay that they might stay in pajamas all day. And if it is okay for them to personally not be okay for a while during recovery, then it is also okay to support the idea that dad should be at home with them, at least for a while. Equally important is how much new babies need their dads. Bottom line, children need their dads, especially your new babies. They need you, and the science backs this up. 
In fact, there was a study that looked at how well premature babies developed when the father was visiting them in the hospital. Babies who had their father paying them constant visits left the hospital faster and had better social personal development and ability to adapt. Further, during the first six months of life, the more a newborn interacts with dad, the greater their ability will be to trust. So we can already see that newborn babies with father involvement have better social and personal development, have an increased capacity to adapt, and a greater ability to trust. Specifically for little boys, consider this quote from Warren Farrell from his book, The Boy Crisis. Between quality child care and longer parental leaves, the bigger contributor to a healthy and productive son is a longer parental leave. Without parental leave, Parents often put children into childcare at about six weeks, the exact time of the initiation of the postnatal testosterone surge found only in males. From infant boys' first breath through six months, they have more problems adjusting emotionally, being angrier and more likely to fuss and cry, and are in need of more calming. Our cultural norms that lead to less touching, cuddling, and speaking with male infants is sadly exactly the opposite of what is needed in a male child's very early years. I understand this quote is more specific to boys. My wife and I just had a baby boy, so I happen to be researching baby boys a bit more right now. Warren Farrell's advice transcends just baby care, though. These boys will grow up to be fathers after all. Seems to be that how we start this little boy's journey on his way to manhood is probably pretty important. Consider another quote here from David Blankenhorn from his book, Fatherless America. In short, the key for men is to be fathers. The key for children is to have fathers. The key for society is to create fathers. For society, the primary result of fatherhood are right-doing males and better outcomes for children. In addition, I want to repeat this quote from my last episode, also from Fatherless America. Across societies... Married fatherhood is the single most reliable and relied upon prescription for socializing males. So the key for society is for men to be fathers, and being a father is the most reliable way to socialize males. It almost seems like circular logic here. This almost seems like a tautological truth, or something so blatantly obvious and true that saying it out loud is almost redundant and patronizing. Specifically, we need good fathers to create good sons, and good sons come from good fathers. So fathers and sons need each other because they are products of each other. If we break the cycle, we suffer some pretty nasty consequences that I did discuss in previous episodes. What I'm getting at with the idea of paternity leave is that it is okay for dad's focus to be in his home, especially with young babies and children. It is important in the short term because his young babies need his immediate care and nurture. And it is important in the long term because that care and home created and fostered by good parents are foundational to maintaining a good social fabric. Culturally, we seem to have drifted away from the importance of having dads close to home, especially when they are absolutely needed the most, when mom is almost completely down for the count. Those first few weeks and months are crucial. Let's not forget about the statistic we started with. Only 9% of workplaces offer some sort of paid paternity leave. That means only 9% of workplaces offer any type of incentive to be with newborn babies and recovering moms. That makes it hard. To be fair, though, it's hard to blame companies for this. 
Yes, I think that we can do better, but economically speaking, that's hard to build into a business model. I think we're getting better at it, though. Now, I'm not going to get all preachy about how much time I think Dad should take paternity leave for. I'm a strong advocate for taking as much time as you can, and my definition of quote-unquote as much as you can simply means taking the time you need for you and your family to be physically, mentally, emotionally, financially, and spiritually okay. I know there are situations where Dad can maintain a good work-life balance and provide much-needed support, and that's great. I was privileged to take three weeks of leave the first time and five weeks of leave when my second child was born. Now, I still maintained a good work-life balance after going to work, especially since I'm fortunate and I can work from home. That's just me, though. In hindsight, I should have taken more both times. I recently just went back to work, but it is really only working out because I'm working from home right now. I still have to run upstairs to get my toddler in and out of her crib for nap time because my wife can't lift her right now. I finish work and begin working on meals and cleaning up, and I often spend time during the day burping our newborn or entertaining my toddler while she sits on my lap and draws while I'm sitting at my desk working. And again, I advocate for men to take the time that they need. That said, I think it's important to make these decisions with as much information as you can get about why paternity leave is important, and that's what I really wanted to focus on in this episode. So let's dig into some of these reasons that some dads don't seem to be taking paternity leave, or are hesitant to even when it's offered to them. To do so, I'll start with a personal story. When we were expecting our first baby, I was asked by a colleague how much time I was going to take off, and I told her I was going to take three weeks off, and her response was, well, you're not pushing the baby out, why do you need to take any time off? Yeah, I was a bit stunned at her reaction, but not overly surprised. This attitude towards paternity leave seems to be pervasive and common, and most dads know this. The obvious question is, well, if there's a negative overall stigma of paternity leave, am I putting my professional career at risk by taking it? Adrian Schwer of the Bipartisan Policy Center's Task Force on Paid Family Leave says, Men tend not to take leave because they see how the absence causes someone else to pick up additional work to fill in, and they don't feel their leadership supports them taking it. It's a little weird, too, that this stigma remains so pervasive because there is overwhelming support for paid paternity leave. 69% of Americans support such a policy for dads. According to Unum, a group that offers these types of leave plans, they conducted a survey and found that Quote, the stigma involved a fear of being passed over for a promotion or being looked down on for taking time off. So why the stigma? Is it justified? Amy Cuddy and Joan Williams in a 2012 HBR article cited two studies and they said, Fathers with even a short work absence because of family obligations are recommended for fewer rewards and receive lower performance ratings. The article continues to say, While other research has shown that fathers are held to lower performance standards and are more likely to be hired and promoted than childless men with the same qualifications, these studies showed that the effect was reversed when fathers played an active role in their children's lives. As a result, men are being driven out of caregiving roles. So in a nutshell, companies seemed 
to like to hire dads. But they didn't like the dads to be, well, dads. So the fear a lot of men have around taking paternity leave aren't entirely unfounded. There seem to have been, and still might be, some real detriments with some men taking paternity leave. Another interesting point in this HBR article is that it seems to separate two major milestones. First, the creation of paternity leave laws, and second, men actually using paternity leave. Making paternity leave available by law increased the amount of dads taking leave, and that is great. That said, the most important effect noted by this article was when some brave souls take leave, that seems to reduce the stigma and encourage peers to take time off too. The obvious question that leaped out at me here is, why do those men have to be brave to use paternity leave? This certainly reinforces the idea that there is some sort of stigma around it. Should it really have to take bravery for men to take paternity leave? Well, apparently so. Someone had to set the trend. Somebody had to be first. And those dads to take leave had a profound effect on other men. According to a study done in Norway, when a coworker actually takes parental leave, the next coworker to have a child at his workplace is 11% more likely to take paternity leave. The cool thing about this is that it creates a snowball effect. So again, if you take one thing away from this episode, take paternity leave if you can. While it will be beneficial for you and your family, it will also increase the chance that somebody else will take paternity leave too. And I don't think it takes too much convincing to convince dads that paternity leave is a good idea for their families. That said, there is still anxiety around the negative stigmas of taking this leave. The New York Post actually published an article titled, How to Deal with the Stigma of Taking Paternity Leave, that has some awesome nuggets of wisdom in it. First, they cited yet another study, this one done by Deloitte, that said less than half of these surveyed believe their workplace helps men feel comfortable taking paternity leave, and more than one-third thought that taking parental leave would put their job in jeopardy. We're collecting lots of data around this paternity leave stigma, which is good. That said, I don't think we need to approach this stigma or our companies from a point of contention. There is actually a positive business case to be made for those who take paternity leave. James Klein, founder of Inspire Human Resources, said, Research suggests that employees who take parental leave are less stressed, have fewer days of absence, and are more likely to stay with the company. I imagine this could be attributed to many reasons. Fathers who take leave have less stress at home because mama is feeling better, babies are sleeping better. Patterns have been established, and most likely, many crises have been averted. Attrition is a heavy cost for companies, so I actually think this is a powerful business case. It makes sense that a company would want to keep performers employed, too. That said, you need to meet your company halfway. After all, you have a job to do, and you agreed to do it. So, part of this business case is to provide an absence plan, specifically, how are you going to get your job done? Or how is your job going to get done? This is totally fair. Part of what makes it hard to leave is that we do take psychological ownership of our work. So, of course, putting a robust plan in place so that our work won't skip a beat while gone is vital and provides confidence while out on leave. Another interesting piece of advice from this article was to be prepared for snarky comments. Truth be told, paternity leave policies are relatively new and aren't widely adopted. A majority of men at your company probably didn't get such good benefits in the past. 
which probably makes them feel a bit jealous and shafted. They probably got a day or two off, maybe a week, and had to be right back at work. Now we have laws mandating companies allow 12 weeks off, and some companies are paying for it. For those of you unfamiliar, the Family and Medical Leave Act, or FMLA, is a federal law that ensures both moms and dads get 12 weeks of job-protected leave for new babies. Yes, it is a federal law that you should be able to take 12 weeks and still have a guaranteed job to go back to. No, FMLA does not guarantee paid leave. This is definitely a perk. This is a huge cultural shift. And I can understand some folks who had to power through growing a family without any support at all from their company would not be overly excited about a new paternity leave plan that benefits other people at their company that they missed out on. This shouldn't deter you from taking leave, though. It isn't about them. It's about you and your family. The best thing to do is to communicate your leave early with your manager and team, put a thorough plan in place, and while you're out, unplug completely, and then come back ready to work hard. While you're out, just be out. If you start to dabble in work again, you're going to open the floodgates. Secondarily, it cheapens the effect you might have on somebody else who might be thinking about paternity leave. And lastly, when you come back to work, expect it to look and feel different. I like this quote from Mike Tyson when he said, Everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face. Well, your paternity leave plan probably got the proverbial punch in the face a few times and your team had to pivot. You need to allow the team to transition back to you. In summary, dads should take leave if available to them. The primary benefit for his family are staggering, and secondarily, the benefits help promote more paternity leave for other men too. And this is a good thing. The trend is moving more and more toward more generous paternity leave policies and is snowballing. The more of us that take paternity leave, the more we'll take leave. This is good for families. It's good for companies, and it's really good for society as a whole. <laughs>